0: Why do we want to obey this? Because it develops our altitude. We're high in the heavens, and your altitude controls your aptitude, how you think, and your aptitude controls your
1: attitude. This is Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, and glad you're with us. Pastor, we just heard you talk about uh, our altitude, our attitude, our aptitude. But before we get to that, what is the this that you're calling us to obey?
0: Well, it's uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Steve. It says, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so it is uh, where we are encouraged that in the midst of all that we're going through, Remember to be grateful to the Lord. I don't know if I tell it in this message, but there's a story I like to tell that talks about a preacher who would always uh, thank God for everything. And so the deacons finally decided, we've we've got to get this guy to uh, uh, be negative somehow. And so uh, one deacon said, I have something. And he said, "Uh, Pastor, I uh, dreamed I died and went to hell. And they thought it couldn't be any worse than that. And the pastor said, praise God, it could be worse. Let's give him thanks. He said, wait a minute, pastor, did you hear me? I said, I dreamed I died and went to hell. What could be worse than that? pastor said, it could be true.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, and uh, that's a great point. Sometimes... Even in the midst of the worst, uh, it is a matter of perspective. It's a matter of looking at what is true and thanking God for, you know, what he has done for us, the truth of the gospel, the truth of salvation, the truth of, you know, who he is and what he has accomplished. We can always find something to thank him for, even in the midst of the hard times.
0: And let me just add this, Steve. Yes, it is a matter
1: of perspective, but it's a matter of obedience first, Sure. Obedience, discipline. But with that, let's uh, open our Bibles to that verse you uh, quoted just a moment ago, 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and continue the message, give thanks in everything.
0: Now, I shared this with you before, and let me share it again, because it fits better here than when I shared it with you uh, in the other sermon. It's about my granddaughter, uh, Diamond. She's my oldest granddaughter. She's getting ready to graduate on Tuesday. Now the reason, the reason I'm so excited about her graduation is, I think I told you this before too, that she was diagnosed uh, with uh, mental incapacity. And they want to put her in special education. And my son said, no, it's not gonna happen. She's going in a regular grade with regular students. Now that girl's graduating salutatorian, amen, amen. amen. All because her daddy stood and said, you know, so, so we, we, she was at the crib, and, and, and the kids, when they come uh, stay with us, they like already sweetened cereal. That's too much sugar for somebody with diabetes. And so she liked Cocoa Puffs, and so whenever they come, I'll get whatever they like. And so I got a great big box of uh, Cocoa Puffs from Sam's Club. And, um, and so I told her, I said, now, you got to eat everything you put in the bowl because uh, people in China, you know, they're they going hungry. So if you leave anything, I'm going to have to eat it. I can't, I can't let it go to waste. Can't it? Do that when we go get donuts, too. I say, now, you get any donuts you want and as many as you want, but we can't waste them. And they'll pick about three or four, and I say, don't y'all like that right there? Right there? Yeah. Get a couple of, I don't like those, try them, just try them. If you don't like them, don't worry about it. We'll, we'll find something to do with them. But anyway, she's sitting there, and she's got a bowl of Cocoa Puffs. And so she said, okay, let's pray, Papa. I said, okay. So she prays. And then she says, can I have another bowl of uh, cocoa puffs? I said, go ahead, baby, the whole box is for you. She gets another bowl and she says, okay, let's pray. I said, wait a minute, sweetie. You you don't have to pray a second time. You, You already prayed. So if you get a second or third help, you don't have to pray. She said, Papa, I ate the bowl that I thanked him for. This is a new bowl. I got to thank him again. And if I get a third bowl, because I might, because you give me this little bowl, (laughs) then I have to thank him again. Then she put her spoon down and she said, Papa, you mean you're a preacher and you don't know that? And I thought, out of the mouth of babes, thou hast perfected praise. And so now, when I get that first sandwich, I pray and thank Him for it. Then when I eat the second one, I pray and thank Him for it. When I get that third one, I pray and thank Him for it. When I get that fourth one, I pray and thank Him for it. Now, some of y'all better not be laughing at me because I know you eat four sandwiches at a time, too. I ain't looking at you, Pastor Green. I ain't looking at you. But we can't tell nobody we're a one or two sandwich man now. We didn't get that big by eating one sandwich. (laughs) Oh, you say three, not four, huh? Yeah, amen. That fourth, when you get in the middle of the morning. I did that this morning, man. I said, man, I'm hungry. I know I shouldn't be eating and go to bed. And so I went and made me a sandwich and ate and went to bed. (laughs) Man, I slept real good, man. Yeah, that was one of them open mouth slobber coming out. One of those kind. But you get the idea. It was continual. I said, baby girl, you don't have to say grace every time. And she said, Papa, yes, you do, because you never had this before. I said, wow. And so that's what he's saying. It's present tense. And so what, what happens? Psalm 30 verse 12 says, I will give thanks to thee, O Lord. He, he says, listen, he wants us to understand. So the proclamation of thanksgiving, notice this. Thanks is verbal. Give is visible. So then thanksgiving is both verbal and visible. In other words, I like what someone said, it's better to say thank you and don't mean it than to mean it and don't say it. Man, this is a powerful piece. So he says, when we give God thanks, it ought to be verbal and it ought to be visible. Listen to Psalm 50, verse 14. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto him. Psalm 95, two. Oh come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Verse two. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Psalm 100, verse four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Psalm 107, 21 and 22. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men and let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Psalm 147, seven, sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving. I wish I had some folk who weren't too tired, hadn't been here too long, who say, I'm going to stand up and just lift my hands toward heaven and just say, God, thank you. Come on, come on now. Anybody want to join? Just say, thank you. Thank you. Let's do it with like the old preacher. Thank you that you woke me up this morning. Thank you that you put food on my table. Thank you. I got clothes on my back. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. We've got so much to thank God, to thank God for. You may be seated you may be seated. Why? Because when you thank God, think God works out of that. Remember what happened? Acts chapter 16. Paul and Silas, they're in the prison. And they were put in the prison at 6 p.m. It says around about midnight, that's six hours later, they start praising and worship God. You remember, Paul said, my name starts with P, I'll pray. Your name starts with S, you sing. So Paul start praying. Silas starts singing. And I don't know what they were singing. They were probably singing, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory. And then what happened? The prison started doing the jailhouse rock, the Harlem shuffle. It starts shaking. And it starts shaking and the gates fell open and they were set free. And why? Their praise uh, will set you free. Why? Because God dwells in the midst of the praises of his people. And as we praise him, God gets busy. Because He loves to hear us say His name. He loves to hear us thank Him for His goodness. He loves to hear us praising for His word. And sometimes it shows us, they didn't pray for deliverance. They didn't ask for deliverance. But God told us, to turned a jailhouse into a church house because they prayed. I wish there were some praising people in here. I wish I could get five or six people who are not ashamed of praising, who are not ashamed to lift their voice and say, thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. I bless your name. I worship you. You are worthy to be praised oh yeah hey I'm going to tell you when some good miracles going to break out in here when we just start praising him a crazy praise amen when we loosen our weeds and mess up our starch shirts and get crazy for God Well, I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to snap real real good I mean snap They don't take all that Yeah, I guess it didn't take all that for him to go to cross didn't take all that didn't take all that whipping all night long Didn't take six illegal trials didn't take uh, those hours on the cross didn't take going into a borrowed tomb Didn't take it did it Oh, but he did it. He did it for you and he did it for me. He died for us You can't live for him. You can't praise his name. You can't give him the glory Aren't you glad you're on your way to heaven? Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You ought to be grateful, if for nothing else. Yeah, the parameters, the proclamation, notice the purpose. Notice the purpose. Now, 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 parameters tell us when we ought to praise God. Proclamation tell us how we ought to praise God. Purpose tells us why we ought to praise God. So uh, what's the purpose? Because we're grateful? No. Uh, Because God's been good to us? No. Because it ought to just come naturally? No. It's God's will.
1: What a great reminder from Pastor Ford that uh, we don't have to praise God because of those difficult things that he uh, allows into our lives, but we praise him in the midst of those difficult things because of who he is and because of his sovereignty. We're listening to a message entitled, Give Thanks in Everything from First Thessalonians chapter 5. And we're going to continue this teaching in just a moment. I want to remind you, though, we'd love to interact with you. You can always follow us on Twitter. Uh, we've got the link at our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Also, like us on Facebook. You can uh, leave your comments there, even listen to this program directly on your Facebook page. You'll find those links, again, for social media at treasuredtruthradio.org. Back to the message, here's Pastor Ford.
0: Now, any old school people in the house to be like me, i not ashamed to tell how old you are. I'm 63 years young. I'm getting handsomer and, and uh, wiser every day. Thank you for that clap, amen. Uh, <laughs> but anybody remember, see, they, they got Sega Genesis, Xbox, uh, 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 what is it, Nintendo 10 or whatever they got now. They got all that. So the kids today, they play inside. We play outside. See, for in the day in which I was a shorty, to be made to stay inside was a punishment. Now if you want to punish your kids, you got to send them outside of their room. Everything is in that room. So we play games like hopscotch, marbles, double dutch, Spinning tops yo-yos. I mean we some of the kids are saying what is that? What is what is that jacks? And I'm gonna tell you I play hopscotch and I play jacks one know why cuz I was raised by women now I don't go there, but being raised by women. I learned something And so and I was one of the only two brothers in the home ec class in seventh grade Amen Amen, I wasn't stupid they used to tease me, he in the girls' class. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I got to 10th grade in the cooking class, it was more guys in the class. Than what, I said, y'all have chased all the women away, man. Yeah. And so we came up with the day we had this game, Hot Cold. Anybody remember that? So so you'd hide something. Everybody knew what it was. And then people would be looking. And 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 they say, oh, cold, cold, cold. Ooh, freezing, free, oh, Antarctic. And then they turn around, say, oh now you're getting warmer, 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 hot, 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 hot. Oh, you're burning up. You're on fire. And then they look and they find it. That's how some of us think the will of God is. God's hid his will. Now we got to find the will of... You ever hear anybody say it? I used to say it when I was a young Christian, didn't know any better. I got to find the will. You don't have to find the will of God. The will of God will find you, for example. It's so so simple. What is the will of God? Okay, okay, it's the will of God for our purity. Uh, First Thessalonians 4, 3. He said, this is the will of God, even your sanctification, abstain from fornication. Guess what? You don't need a class at Moody to understand that. You don't need a dictionary to understand... That's very plain. What's the will of God? That's it. That's it. What's hard about that? You ain't got to find, i got to find. Her. No, his will is uh, you got to be saved from more than just the waist up. I mean, isn't that simple? Well, well what else is uh, just simple? Uh, you know, like the great theologian, Beyonce said, if you liked it, then you should have put a ring on it. But then what about not just purity, what about priorities? Ephesians 5, 17, redeeming the time for this is the will of God. So everybody knows his will is that you would redeem your time. And then on and on it goes. What about proper behavior? Hebrews 10, 36, 1 Peter 2, 15, it's the will of God that you act like you're supposed to act, like you belong to Jesus. What's hard about that? There's no hot and cold in that. 1 Peter 3.17, 1 Peter 4.19, on and on it goes. In other words, here's what he's saying. Why do we want to obey this? Because it develops our altitude. We're high in the heavens, and your altitude controls your aptitude, how you think. And your aptitude controls your attitude. It all depends on how high up you are. In mountain climbing, you know what they have? They have what they call the snake line. Now, I was reading about this. I said, that's interesting. What is a snake line? They know that when they climb mountains and there are poison snakes, they have what they call the snake line. There is a line where snakes cannot go above it because they can't breathe in that thin atmosphere. They don't, so they call it the snake line. I, I submit to you that when it comes to worship, one of the problems is it's the snake line. There are people who are not used to the high altitude of praise and thanksgiving. They don't understand it. They ain't feeling it, you know, because they've never been above the snake line. Oh, but there's some people, you know, who understand the value of praise and thanksgiving, and they cross on to it because they're used to the high altitude. Yeah, yeah, I tell you. Here's all I want you to know is that the will of God is non-negotiable. And here it is, here it is. Notice the power. We have to understand the power of thanksgiving. In Christ Jesus. Now get this, get this. I told you about the locative of sphere. Locative of sphere, remember, circle, whatever's in the circle. But this is not a locative of sphere. This is a genitive of sphere. Say, it's all Greek to me, Pastor Ford. All right, here's what it means. Locative of sphere means place. Genitive of sphere means possession. So basically what he would be saying here with a genitive of sphere is this, that it comes with the territory that you can't pull it off unless you understand that you're in Christ Jesus. You are his personal possession. Now, why does that help us? Because the power to pull it off comes from our association with him. Uh, pastor Tony Evans, struggling pastor of a small church in Dallas, was talking about he went to pick his son up from the airport. And when he got to the airport, his son uh, was down the baggage claim first. Now, his son was coach, but Dr. Evans is an executive platinum on American Airlines. So he went to his son. He said, how'd you get off first? He said, his son just said, "Uh." see, his name is Anthony Evans. His son's name is Anthony Evans Jr. He took his dad's number and upgraded himself from coach to first class. Now, why didn't somebody say, wait a minute, this is not yours, Mr. Evans, because his name is Anthony Evans Jr. So, you see, his association by birth and by name set everything up for him to get everything his daddy had, even though he's not his daddy. You better come on now. Because the Bible says we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. The power to pull it off comes from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because we are His by birth and not by worth. And we have His name and we sign in the name of Jesus. He said if you ask anything, that sound card belongs to me, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And so I don't know about you, but I go around signing sign his name all the time. I pray and I say, Lord, uh, you know what's happening here in Jesus' name. Thank you for what you're going to bless me with in Jesus' name. Uh, you're going to break me off in Jesus' name. I know you're going to heal mama in Jesus' name. You're going to get my wife up out of that bed. You done done it before in Jesus' name. I just go around. I just, I just name drop. I just name drop. I just name drop. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah. And so he says, listen, you've got to do that. And of course, it's not only the power, but the praise of Thanksgiving. In other words, it, it is commanded because thanksgiving is commending to the son if we act like everybody else acts what difference does it make for us to know Jesus none whatsoever none whatsoever listen we need to thank him I want to thank the Harvard Hooper uh, for this run uh, but I got to share it with you because he's says he got to give thanks in everything and, and so if you were Japanese uh, you would say arigato uh, if you were French, you would say, merci beaucoup. Uh, if you were Portuguese, you would say, abrogado. Uh, if you were Spanish, you would say, gracias. Uh, if you were Russian, you'd say, спасибо, спасибо. If you were Turkish, you would say, to sicor, to sicor. If you were Norwegian, you would say, talk, talk. If you were Arabic, you would say, shukran, shukran. If you were Chinese, you would say, tochi, if you were Czech, you'd say, Takuji, Takuji. If you were Greek, you would say, Ugaristo, Ugaristo. If you were Korean, you would say, Go, go, go. Yeah, but I'm American, so I just say, Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's all about you, that you would get the glory. How many of you saw Schindler's List? It was a great movie, wasn't it? I loved the end of it. I cried all the way through it, but the end of it wrecked me. Because remember, he's got on prison clothes because they need to smuggle him out. And he looks at the car and he begins to weep and he says, I could have saved 10 more people if I'd have got rid of this car. Then he looked at the pen that he had and he said, this pen, I could have saved two more people with this pen. And he was crying because he couldn't save uh, many of the 6 million Jews that died, but he saved 1100 Jews and he has the distinction of being only one of about nine Germans that are buried in Israel. And they buried him there to honor him because he saved 1,100 Jews. And so what did they do? In 1974, 6,000 of the descendants of those that he saved descended upon uh, his grave, and each one of them put what was called a stone of remembrance on his grave. They tell me that the last time that they went, uh, 30 years later, there were 2,800 of them. And on around his tomb, there are 2,800 stones of descendants of the people who should have died, but they were saved because he took what he had and redeemed all of those Jews. I came to tell you, that's what Thanksgiving is all about, that we have been redeemed. Not by somebody who could only redeem 1,100, but we were redeemed by somebody who died for the sins of the world. 1 John 2, 2 says, this. He is a propitiation not only for our sins, but for the sins of the world. He died for everybody. And so we could all be redeemed. And so, what do we do? Uh, we look at our descendants, that we and our descendants are going to heaven. And you know what we do? We bring stones of remembrance because Jesus identified with us by putting on the prison uniform of humanity. And he went to Calvary and paid for your sins and paid for my sins. And now we ought to have stones of remembrance. You know what they are? Thank you. 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 Why? Because in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you.
1: This is Treasure Truth, and as you may have guessed, the title of today's message, Give Thanks in Everything. And thank you for listening today. If you want to find out more about this program and about Pastor Ford, come check out our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Well, as I mentioned a moment ago, I do want to thank you for listening. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.